Hello and welcome to episode number 361 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Good to be back. Yeah, we're back after a couple of weeks off. It always feels longer for us. Um, but yeah, nice little recharging the old batteries in a very busy uh, August, um, in a very hot August now, or going into September, I guess. Um, we're getting our one heat wave, I guess, of the year, nice and late. Um, as we do, as we do. Never when yes. we should. No, definitely not. Classic British weather. Um, and a nice couple yeah. of weeks off and come back. you come back with a stinker of a cold. I know, it's always the case, isn't it? Like, two weeks are fine, and then like, oh yeah, should we record this week? And now, like, my voice is barely struggling, as usual. Um, but I'll get through it. Um, really but yeah, with, like, this point. Like, one of us has to sound like shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll tag team it, and then you'll get to enjoy it in October, potentially. Um, yeah, but, back uh, to school, I'll, I'll be getting old, don't you? <laughs> yeah, right in the, in the good month for horror. Um, yeah, 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 we got uh, we got a movie to talk about this week. One that we've discussed in the, in recent weeks, actually, um, about whether or not we'd get to see it, and kind of assumed that it would just be shut out on demand, um, which is the case. Um, so we will get to that shortly. Um, but first, some news. Obviously, being away for a few weeks, and uh, yeah, this is all awesome stuff, actually. Um, a few things that are coming next month, uh, so in the next few weeks, that are. All really exciting, all things that we love. So Shudder is the first two here to talk about. Um, and yeah, it's been a while, but obviously we know Creepshow is finally coming back. Yes. Uh, season four. Um, has it, because it, it wasn't on last year, was it? It feels like it's been a while. Um, I, I think, I feel like, didn't we have two seasons in 2021 where it was like April and October? Um, I feel like that's, that's what happened. Because uh, it's, yeah, it's been a long time. Um mm and but it's finally back for season four um coming to shudder on october 13th which i think is a is that a friday the 13th in october this year i'm pretty sure it is uh, uh yes it is yes, yeah it is. um so yeah that's cool and um so this is interesting because in the press release it says uh creep show season four will debut on shudder amc plus and amc on on october 13th with a six episode binge premiere on shudder and then the AMC stuff, it'll be airing uh, episodes weekly. So that's different because we've never had it kind of all go on on, on at once on Shudder. Um, so that's an interesting take for them to do that. You know, the kind of the two Ooh. always the it's always interesting with the way these streaming platforms, if they want to do it weekly or not. Um, but it's cool because I would, you know, I'm always just want to watch it all. And it makes it more easy to kind of, you know, potentially do a show on it, which I think Creepshow would be an awesome one to do a show on. Um, especially because there's not too many films that we're that excited for. Whereas Creepshow is one of those big things returning that we're very uh, excited for. Um so yeah, very happy to see Creepshow back. I should say that this and uh, the next two news items, they all have trailers out, but I, like, I haven't bothered watching any of them because they're all out next month, so I really yeah, no don't care. No, we, we want to see, so... Exactly, yeah, it's like, it would be... I mean, Creepshow would be the one, technically, because it's the least you can spoil it you know because you're just gonna mm. see random shit that i have no idea but yeah we'll talk about these next two things especially a, a returning third season which i'm sure people can figure out what that is um yeah i don't need to see a trailer for that like i'm gonna be watching it um so yeah all that's great and then actually yeah i think it's the, the week before on shudder so yeah an extremely packed october which is no surprise really they always bring the thunder in october as they should um we're getting the new vhs film um I, th I feel like i'd kind of forgotten about this one to be honest because we must have talked about this in the news ages ago um with it being vhs yeah, 85 yeah we talked about the 80s one didn't we in the news mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. so because obviously we've only had what two on shutter the 94 and 99 um so yeah this is obviously the third one since it's come back and yeah being in the 80s for the first time which is pretty cool and some great directors we got david bruckner and scott derrickson both doing segments which is yeah like both those guys have done so much awesome work and it's cool to see them take a step back from these huge you know feature-length films and do segments for vhs so um yeah again there's a trailer for this haven't seen it um but yeah five tales um set during the 80s so cannot wait for that one like i say these are these are both just around the corner and within a week of one another um and i feel like they're probably outside of the big one coming at the end of september the the return of saw these are like easily the things i'm most excited about for the rest of this year um 
So it's great to see that they're just around the corner. Um, and then, yeah, lastly, kind of not on Shudder, but obviously um, another one of our favorites is Chucky, um, which, again, right just before that, so October 4th, will be the, the season three premiere on uh, Sci-Fi and the USA Network. Um, again, there's a trailer out, but I don't need to see it. It's Chucky. Um, even after... Yeah, it's great, right? I mean, it's, you know, even after clearly a disappointing season. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I Chucky has so much goodwill f- with me that even after a lackluster, let's be honest, season, I'm still so excited for this because, yeah, the last season wasn't great. Um, and obviously we hope that they can get back to, to the good stuff. But, like, for the most part, we love Chucky. It's sensational. You know, all of the films, season one, um, and we just love these guys. And, and can, the fact that they're still continuing this canon from the original movie with the same actors and that, it's just, it's awesome. Like, the thought of Chucky is one of those few things that can just put a smile on my face just thinking about it and thinking about the fact that it still exists in this form. Um, okay. So, yeah, Bad Season's not going to sway me anytime soon. Um, but, yeah, how, how excited are you for Chucky and, I guess, this other stuff as well? I mean, it's, it's very exciting. Right, like the start of October, and we've got all three of these things to look forward to. Yeah, very exciting. I think definitely with with Chucky, I'm I'm excited because, uh, as you say, you know, it's just this continuation of this canon that I'm just so invested in at this point, and just want want to, you know, continue to to see what it's all about. And um, yeah, so I'm, you know, it. <laughs> It's keeping up with the craziness where it all ended, really, and then mm-hmm. and the fact that it is continuing, it just it blows my mind now. Where I will just forever be a fan of just this continuing, and even when it's like it's got to be bad for a while for me not to just want to at least just see where it keeps going. Yeah, you know, because it is, you know, they I've, they've got enough goodwill and there's just so much time into it, and and yeah, you know, it wasn't awful. And the fact that now we're out of, you know, the, the, the setting really and tonally was the biggest problem with it. And now we're, we're you know, we're, we're almost certainly going to be away from that. Mm. Um, you know, I never fell out of love with the characters. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for that. And, and as with all the other stuff, it's all good stuff, you know, VHS, great director lineup it's been the movies have been great we love that franchise and and yeah with creep show it's been you know such a welcome return so a new you know to, to the to the franchise coming back and and yeah can't be more excited for a new season so yeah I'm, uh, remember american horror story yeah i do and i'm sure that's coming out around this time yeah because um I, I was thinking about when we're talking about all this horror tv and stuff and i just remember like you know the couple of years ago when it would be you know, it really felt like it was it was American Horror Story and Flanagan that was propping up our TV. You yeah. Know? Whereas now we've just got all of these offshoots that have been incredibly enjoyable, and and yeah, just just I need to watch that season of American Horror Story that we missed. Like, I really do need to go back and watch it. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned both of them, really, because yeah, the American Horror Story uh, Delicate, which is. Uh, the 12th season i believe um starts on september 20th so just in a few weeks just before all of this um and then obviously flanagan's show the um the house of the fall of usher is around that time as i think that's towards the end of october on netflix um so yeah we've got all of this stuff really like yeah it's difficult like i really want to it's difficult now because I don't want to just binge watch an entire season of American Horror Story this close to this season. So, like, maybe I'll just dive into this one, um, you know, with it having an interesting mm. cast and stuff. Like, I don't know. But, like, I'm I'm so excited for all three of these other things. I think if that was just our Halloween, that would be it for me. Because it's funny how, you know, we've, we're going to have cinema horror and there's a reason why we're just not really that too jazzed about it at the minute because there's just been a lot of stuff we don't really care about. But I think it's the case of finding your niche is that there's always going to be stuff that appeals to us. And definitely yeah. right now, I'm so excited for VHS and Creepshow and Chucky and the return of Flanagan. They're like, you know, there's going to be an Exorcist movie. Like, I don't, you know, it's not for me. Like, and that's fine. There's plenty of other things to choose from. Um, yeah, but I think even, like, I, I think the Exorcist trailer looked good. Like, I'm yeah, not, I'm not the trailer, that. Yeah. Like, we've got Saw, which looks on paper mm. to be very exciting. So, like, we've definitely got exciting cinema to, to, to get to this Halloween. Yeah, well, Saw's really think, close. Yeah, Saw's very close. And I think, you know, I, I'm... 
I'm like ready for the exorcist. Like I'm ready to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of like, you know, of all the franchises, like the, the, uh, in that genre that I don't like seeing like the exorcist come back is something where I'm like, okay, like it's yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. Yeah. It'd be an interesting I one. Good. I think it will disappoint me, but you know, I'm ready to be disappointed. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I can't be disappointed because I don't care. You know, like I can only be wowed by it, which is a great position yeah. to be in. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then lastly, there is just one small hit here before we get into this week's uh, film, which is the Arrow video um, continuing to just be fantastic, really. I think this is, the, the, to me, this has been like such a resurgence for them this year. Obviously, the that Hellraiser box set is like a dream come true. Um, but this one is awesome. So coming in November, at the end of November, we're getting Tremors 2, um, which is also on 4K. And so, yeah, they've now got the first two Tremors movies, um, which is absolutely sensational. And I really, this is one of those few franchises that like i really don't know on any given day which one i prefer um because i love both the tremors one and two and like i think i prefer two um just because of like what they added added to the lore and that kind of you know those different monsters that are in two i found to be so interesting the fact that they like heat seek and stuff it's awesome but i know tremors one is a lot more grounded and scary whereas two is a lot more funny but i i really like them both um yeah one one has the nod for me most days but mm. i do i do love two yeah one is like clearly the superior made film for sure like better acting story and like it is genuinely scary whereas i think two is clearly the you know let's open this up and it becomes more about Bert being a comedic character which is great and obviously carries the franchise for a while until that uh, awful abomination of the last film um yeah, yeah it's a it's a great one like i'm i just love that they're doing stuff like this and they're they're getting more sequels to franchises which is exciting because arrow typically haven't had that you know we even talked about the fact that what was it all those psycho movies in one mm. box set as well like they're really doing madness with the with the box sets so and this is there isn't a box set yet for this one but like you gotta get these two together that'd be great um because i'm sure they still have tremors because that only came out what last year on 4k yeah. um then who knows they maybe had it for like a year <laughs> um yeah because this is only just uh two on its own for now um but that's all that matters really as long as it's uh it's like say it's in 4k so it's gonna look insane um for the first time as well um but yeah shall we uh talk about this week's film do it let's talk about the last voyage of the demeter So yeah, we kind of this is featured in the news. I remember where uh, was it? It was in our upcoming movies, wasn't it? At the start of the year, it was. I think that's where where the inception of us talking about this was from. Yeah, always exciting, and uh, you know, a very interesting premise, a cool one mm. that is surprisingly, at least to my knowledge, not really been um, explored before. Yeah. Um, where this is kind of a captain's log, which is like a chapter in the original Dracula novel um mm. that kind of talks about this this voyage um where dracula is you know being transported to england and kind of what happened on that on that um that uh voyage and, yeah, yeah and, and and that's so cool and we have seen there was that one episode of the of the dracula tv show yeah that was set on a boat which was probably the best episode um mm -hmm. and kind of clearly was inspired by that and yeah we've seen some other things like it's one of those interesting things now that you see like the original source material because i've clearly seen a lot of things inspired by this yeah. like i've seen a lot of things on a bow where it's like oh that's what <laughs> you know i didn't realize that it was inspired by this and now we're actually yeah. seeing the original as it were um so yeah very cool setup and it's been like a mini resurgence i guess for dracula projects with obviously we got to see renfield earlier this year um as well yeah, as well, the, the tv show you know when we you know when we when we had the upcoming horror list it, it was like is this the start of something are we mm. going to get more um because was it is it nightbreed or something like that that's also getting a remake oh is there yeah like is this yeah. going to be the next boom for vampires something like that, that yeah and it was like oh, okay like I'm I'm very ready for vampire movies. 
Mm. And I'm I'm kind of yeah completely on board with these you know werewolves vampires these monster movies making a resurgence like that I think it could be great and in particular vampires like I just I'm not I'm not stale on them anymore and even watching you know we we watched uh, Vampire in Brooklyn for our Wes Craven and it was like mm. oh yeah like I just like I like vampires Dracula whatever you want to call him I like um, I like them as this. Uh, sophisticated you know charming man that's kind of you know uh kind of enticing people that way i like him as a stripped back kind of just monster or demon and and anywhere in between you know and i think kind of you know um uh i i re-watched midnight mass recently and like seeing mm. all of that stuff and i'm just like yeah i really i really kind of like all aspects of, of vampires i think right now and and yeah it's definitely something that like if i know the movie's about that i'm kind of more sold straight away um, yeah but this it's... this isn't this isn't a little movie no like, this is <laughs> i mean have you looked at the budget of this because this movie's got to be very expensive uh yeah i've got it in front of me now i thought you was referring to the to the runtime well the um... runtime too but just the you know this movie screams expensive to me. Yes, and it is. Um, but yeah, this is absolutely a, a modern day horror film because it clocks mm. in just under two hours mm. um, and also randomly has a $45 million budget. Jesus. Um, yeah. Which, and you rightly say, like, this feels large. It doesn't feel like most horror films we see. No. Um, it feels more like a fantasy big action film. You know, like it's the way it starts and is presented. It really yeah. felt like an Assassin's Creed type thing to me. It, it, it was almost the start of Titanic. You know. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. It was so just, funny with the gambling and him trying yeah, to get on the just, boat and everything. Yeah, yeah. Just all of that, and it felt you know, and it was it was very bright and vivid and clearly expensive. You know, like mm. I say, this movie just oozed like money. Yeah. To me as I was watching it, and then. And, and and in the opening, it wowed me. You know, in the first ten minutes of this movie, the 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 kind of the Demeter looked fantastic. Seeing it on the open waters just looked clearly expensive and good. Um, and uh, you know, I was enjoying seeing a cast of people that I kind of recognise from different things. And we kind of get the setup because where where are they sailing from? Um, Romania. Yeah. Yeah. So they're kind of Romania to England, and they're kind of cargo ship and it's a ship it's a it's a crew of what seven or eight something like that mm. and and um you know they're they've if if they get to england within a certain time frame they get a bonus for kind of you know getting there so quickly so there's kind of like all this kind of just camaraderie of the ship crew um with our kind of um our lead uh is it clemens yeah um who is kind of the yeah the 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 new recruit if you like um which you know i did i did find his character weird um how he does kind of make his way on the crew and it just felt so convenient where i was i was waiting for this movie for there to be like some sort of heel turn as to why he did get on so conveniently but instead he is just this you know reasonably generic kind of like just lead character that's just like oh yeah i'm gonna be the nice guy in most situations yeah, I was waiting for him um, to I'm Van Helsing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. That's exactly what I was waiting for. Um, and even at the end... You don't have like, the rights to that. <laughs> like, not even, like... I, I don't want to get to the, the very end, but, like, at mm. the, I was just... Like, I almost had to, like... Uh, I, I did want to Google... Like, I did have to look up his name again, being like, was he meant to be? I don't think he was, but was yeah. he? <laughs> I was like, no, oh, I don't know. I don't know enough about Dracula lore to know whether Clemens means something. Yeah, um, exactly, yeah. But, but yeah, so like, but yeah, the first kind of 10 or 15 minutes did, did like, you know, it, it set up the movie well for me where I was like, okay, I am, I'm kind of sold on this voyage and I know that Dracula's popping up at some point and when he does, I'm excited to see that. And, and then kind of, as we, as we started to get the Dracula reveal and we got this, you know, clearly there's going to be a night day cycle with Dracula because of all the lore that we know around him, but it became so apparent in this movie. And, and the, and I do think the, I, I ended up enjoying this movie, but, but I think mainly because I wanted to watch vampire movie really badly. And I don't think this is a particularly good one. It just, 
it, it scratched that itch more than anything because I think the thing that frustrated me the most was the the budget that was used on some truly awful CGI. Mm. Um, a lot of the action, in particular, anything that involved blood with with the vampire, was just was just done so badly with cgi uh you know we had some fire scenes that were also awful cg yeah and and like i don't i'm like i I, i'm i'm not the one that does this you're the one that does this like that calls out cg mostly like i'm like often these days like not uh taken out of it by it but this movie really took me out of it where I just found that all the scenes, I just think with a vampire, and especially like these days with like the amount of like, like prosthetic flesh that we've seen, like being ripped from bodies in, in mm. low budget horror movies. I'm like, man, to see this just be this glossy CG that just doesn't look real. And, you know, I, it, it, it did take me out of it a lot. And, um, you know, I think, I think with this one, they were, you know, I I knew, you know, the movie starts with the ship kind of, you know, crashing at Whitby. I know that's where Dracula ends up. I kind of, you know, I I know that by the end of this movie that's that's the end game. So I'm not invested in the characters and I'm not I'm not fussed that I'm not invested in the characters. I just want them to get like wrecked in really good ways. And ultimately they didn't. And and I just kind of was like, oh, I, I kind of just enjoyed the boat. <laughs> and like seeing them out on sea and seeing that struggle of being out on sea, I think was the thing that I enjoyed probably most of the movie. And the actual kind of, you know, the, the vampire stuff and everything else was just like, it was fine. But I, yeah, I think I, I was, I was frustrated by the movie. The runtime was too long, but I still, I still kind of liked it because I just wanted to watch some vampires. Does, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like, I <laughs> yeah. totally get that. Um, yeah, th- this for me was just like so many films we've seen this year, and it's frustrating because I just wished I'd had like a different opinion. But it could have f- been so much better, couldn't it? Yeah, and that's like, like how many times have we said that this mm. year? When you, and you come out of a movie that isn't bad but it's not great and it just it, it, it's fine and and but it's a 45 million dollar two hour fine that is you know has good parts and i agree with you that it starts off so strong i think just like immediately um setting up a place and a time it was so believable like i kind of immediately was in that world in this time period being like oh yeah like this is a big trip on this this journey on this boat and like you forget how insane those sorts of journeys were that like you really would have to bring all this livestock and be super prepared and have a well orchestrated crew and and uh, captain to like pull off these these major journeys on these ships and so i was like so invested in all that stuff and i thought it all looked great like say so, like the actual just look and feel of the boat you, it felt lived in and like dirty um, boat looks which, great in it like it just looks so rotten and like yeah, yeah just, just well weathered yeah like they nailed that part because i say this the, the name of the boat is in the name of the film and mm-hmm. so like and and they needed to nail that and it, and the demeter did feel like a character and it, it is the best character in the film um yeah. so i feel like that part is nailed and then you have to then go straight to well, then there's Dracula, and and so that's when you start getting into some problems already, let alone the fact that there's a, a complete lack of any sort of other interesting protagonist. Um, but Dracula is an issue because he is just so shrouded in darkness throughout the movie, and they really don't want to show anything, which is, again, just such a pet peeve of mine. And, it, you know, it's fine if you're going to want to build up to it, but I feel like I've watched a two-hour movie that I never really got those those kill scenes like you say they they show stuff and it's it's either off camera or it's a bit too dark or it's too focused on cg and kind of cuts away and it it feels like a movie that was probably butchered to get a certain age rating as well like it feels extremely soft um yeah i can't imagine this was anything stronger than a 12a and even that feels like this was what this is like almost pg um because there's, there's just nothing really like like there's a couple of neck stuff with a bit of blood that's like i'm sure will you know if you've never seen a horror movie before might get a rise out of you but 
it's... I was going to say there's there's one where you get a really opened up neck, so it mm. certainly wouldn't be getting like this. This is definitely a fifteen. Oh, do you um, think it's definitely like, fifteen? That scene alone, I think. Yeah, well, there's. I don't want to spoil graphic. one thing, but there's there's one thing with a certain character that I didn't expect. Um, that was like, oh shit, you're doing this, and it's something that we talk a lot about. Like, I almost want to say it, but it is a mild spoiler, so I won't. But it's something that a lot of well, it's to do with a kid, and like mm. a lot of films, horror films, don't ever want to do stuff with kids. You know, no. they, they tease it, like um, you know, a certain M Night movie earlier this year, and they shy away from it. And whereas this kind of does it, and I was, I was shocked. Yeah, in that I was quite shocked. Yeah, I was like, oh shit! Like, because because the second you see a kid in a movie like this, you're like, well, they're living till the end. They're like, they're the they're the they're the banker. I'm like, if yeah. I had to predict, I'd say our lead protagonist will like do a hero's death to save this kid at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that middle act that's that's put on its head, I was like, oh shit, that's cool. So yeah, I didn't see that coming. Um, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, it just it just kind of exists. I think that was my my problem with it is that it's okay. And then you go and okay, I'm 40 minutes into an okay film. Now, now I'm an hour. Now I'm an hour 20 minutes, and and nothing has progressed. We were in this dark place where once once we've established, okay, Dracula's on this boat, and guess what? He's going to start fucking people up, and that's probably the next 40 minutes until we get to like then the the kind of the finale. And those scenes should have been the most thrilling and exciting. Like I said, like, that's what I signed up for. Especially, it, it was already what I signed up for. But then the way it's presented in the movie, where we see the Demeter in Whitby, and they're like, there's no one alive, they're all dead. You know, like, they do that classic horror movie thing. It's like, okay, cool, you told me they're all dead, now show me yeah, Dracula wrecking people. In a really great way. Yeah, like, that'll, that'll fill the next hour, and I'll have a great time. And and that's just unfortunate. Again, it's not terrible, it's not bad, some of the stuff's fine, but I just wanted a bit more. I wanted cooler Dracula. Some of it's great, like, I think some of the flying stuff in particular and that's where you have to use cg and it's used well i think Ooh. those scenes are cool like i always love when when dracula or you know is more of a like say a creature or a monster yeah. rather than just a dude who sucks on people's necks so i think those are really cool because he's just this monster flying around the sky and that's when he feels like he's at his most dangerous and that's cool but then there are other scenes where he is just creeping through like like hallways and and it's cg and it's like it doesn't need to be like you've got a cool actor a guy who's known for doing creature effects and stuff um playing this iconic role and like let him do it and they but it just feels like they never really did um so that was frustrating to me um but yeah what, what did yeah, you think i guess of like how it was building up to the dracula reveal because obviously we get like we, we get like the stowaway first don't we mm. yeah well i just think the whole movie just you know, was weirdly paced, you know, because it did feel like it was trying to give us this epic voyage, like, you know, opening 10 or 15 minutes that I think we were both completely sold on. Like, mm. I, like we, you know, I was the same as you, where I like, when they show this livestock and they're like, oh yeah. And I was like, shit, yeah, they've got to have a whole like area of the boat dedicated to livestock because they need to eat these animals over the course of this you know month's journey and stuff and it was like yeah this is really um you know i'm sold on this it was you know it's a bit like when we watched um uh uh what the hell am i thinking of um the viking movie god well, i can't remember the name oh the northman northman thank you like when we watched northman and i was like oh i'm just fully involved in the viking mm. world yeah. And I was I was fully involved in this this world of being like stuck on a ship for three months, and then, and then yeah, when they just, you know, the whole the whole like we've got some dodgy crates. I'm like, well, clearly he's in them, and I'm like, cool, and like we'll see him at some point. And I just, yeah, I felt like they were like, it was almost like they were trying to make out like we've never seen Dracula before, mm. and it was like you've not got a different take on him. You've you've gone for the the monster look as opposed to the charming dude i'm like cool yeah i like the demon monster look of dracula i've seen it before i've seen it lots of times you don't have to hide it from me for an hour and a half you know you didn't you didn't turn around and give me a new a new dracula and and then and, and I, I don't need you to so don't try to give me that kind of mystique and then um and then it was just the the, the weird use of cg because i thought the boat looked great you know the boat on the water and everything to do with that the 
you know, all was good. And when they're, when they're climbing and all the ropes and all the sails and that, and, and, and yeah, the same as you, when, when Dracula is airborne, I think it's great. You know, it really adds a different element. And I think the fact that they're trapped on this boat in the middle of an ocean and he can like fly around it. Mm. And like, we see characters that try to like escape from the boat and like Dracula just has you. So then the characters realize that, like, right, we're trapped on this boat. We need to kill him and attack him on this boat. And it was like, and, it, and you know, we had about, I think it was over half an hour left when they were really gearing up for the end game battle where they're like, oh, we've got this plan and we're going to we're going to execute this plan. And it was like, oh, OK, what's your plan? And they're like, well, we're all just going to kind of like stand around with guns and put the woman on deck. I'm like, really? That's your fucking plan? <laughs> I was like, and I was so disappointed where it was just so boring and generic where it was like, yeah, we're just going to put her out on the on the boat and then we're just going to like all talk to her and each other with guns. And when he rocks up, we'll, we'll just kind of like shoot him. And I was like, come on. Like, yeah. and, you know, and especially when we know like, you know, we've gone deep into the fact that people set on fire the second daylight comes and stuff. I was like, aren't you going to try and do something clever with that, like trap him or use fire or something? And, like, I think the fact that the boat is kind of, you know, because for me as well, like, when one of the characters is tied to the mast and, like, sets ablaze in daylight, I was scared for the boat weren't you mm, or yeah. you know where i'm just like holy fuck this wooden boat is just going to catch on fire and they were just like nah it's cool like yeah he just he just combusted whilst attached to our mast that 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 was no problem at all and like i kind of wish that they had have used that more where it was like oh yeah we could we could burn him but like we'll risk burning the boat as well and like can we can we use fire against dracula but not sink this ship you know and 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 have this kind of dynamic backwards and forwards but in the end it was yeah we're just gonna hide around a corner with some guns so yeah i just yeah there's just so many missed opportunities for me with this and then that coupled with the i really disliked most of the kills in this because of the overuse of cg Mm. um where you know i i really have to realize that i want to see dracula movies and so i'm kind of you know enjoying it because of that and and actually yeah i you know this i think this movie is well made you know it's not it's not it's not a shit show it's not a bad movie but it just it just had the potential to be so much more and like you i'm just so sick and tired of saying that but yeah you have to call it out when it's true and it's like especially when you've got something like this where you have got this cool you know, this cool captain's log from this classic novel that you've got the the rights to and can embellish on. And just that's such a cool nugget that you've got to make a movie about. I, I love it. And, and and I just feel like they missed the mark with it and, and, and just made something that was quite, you know, generic. And, and, you know, every character in this movie was lame. You know, I think the captain was fine. Mm. like i think he he served the purpose as like the captain um but i really liked our, our lead kind of um male and female i really i uh, sorry really disliked them like i think i think clemens was really boring and just didn't make sense in this world um this kind of education as a doctor and but you know trying to get on the ship and then and you know that that felt weird for the time and then they talk about his you know problems you know the, the, with with the color of his skin and everything very later and on in the movie and it that just felt like crowbarred in and and you know just just none of that really felt like i was invested in him as a character anna was just completely throwaway you know she she was effectively just a vessel for dracula to to, to eat off you know mm-hmm. there, there was no need for her and i think kind of the the um the 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 second in command to the captain we've seen we've seen him i can't think of the actor's name but he's he's in a ton of stuff and he's always really he's always really fascinating and always really dark and 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 used well this was the worst movie i've ever seen him in in terms of his like not not his performance just his character that he was given just sucked for him yeah like he just didn't fit him at all like to the point that i had to like again search and i was like oh that is that dude like, I wasn't sure whether it was just someone that looked like him. 
Yeah, um, he he's one of those guys. I, I I always struggle to pronounce his surname. It's David Dast Malchian, I think, and he's right. been in literally everything from like Dune and Blade Runner and Suicide Squad and Ant Man. He was in Boogeyman this year. He yeah, was in Oppenheimer because everyone was yeah, Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, so like he's one of these character actors that is just phenomenal in these small bit parts traditionally. Yeah. But then, yeah, he is such a waste of a character in this film where, like I say, there's the captain and it's like his is it his nephew or his grandson or something. Yeah, um, I think it might be his grandson from how he described. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they have characters. And then, yeah, like everyone else, like Clements, and like I say, is Anna and stuff. They're, they're I mean, Clements is a terrible lead character. It, it really I was waiting for the the injection of character, whereas like Hez you know he's got on this ship and he's clearly told some bullshit and even i don't know if i've just forgot this already having seen this a day ago but like mm-hmm. when he's trying to get onto the ship initially he's like carrying a bunch of shit with him that like mm-hmm. they keep showing like uh you know under a tarp or whatever it is do, do we ever find out like has he got anything with him that's important or is that just, his just stuff? i think he's just like meant to be a because he's just like a doctor yeah, but it like say that felt pointed where he's trying to get on this ship for a reason and doing so he's carrying a bunch of shit that they keep making a point to show. So like say I was expecting the haha, I know Dracula's hair and here's my special Dracula killing machine that I've created. Like yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. So it's very weird that we, that we never got any of those reveals. And again, in a two-hour film, to not have any of those revelations, once we get to, there's a stowaway, her name's Anna, she's here to be fed on by Dracula, and oh shit, here's this creature, how do we kill it? There's nothing else, is there, after that? There's, n- there's never, like, another thing that gets added of, mm-hmm. like, we're running out of food, so we need to get off, or, you know, even them having the... They kind of do, but it would have been cool if they'd have had it more of a issue if they'd had the conversation of like do we just go down with the ship like do yeah. we if we get to england he could kill everyone in england yeah so I, like, I would have liked that because they touched upon it briefly and then i was like mm. and i think that would have been such a cool way to do this film where uh-huh. like they would have really been like no we're gonna we're gonna do that we're gonna go down with the ship and then left it open-ended where it's like because obviously we get the reveal at the start that everyone's dead and so that would have been co- that would have been a nice little twist on it to be like, yeah, everyone's dead, but like half those people chose to die because they wanted to kill the greater thing. Especially if they were like, Dracula doesn't know how to sell this ship. Like, he can't do this. He can't do this shit. So like, if we don't get him there, he won't get there. Yeah, and, you know, we could we could have had like some uh, uh, Hawkeye Black Widow shit going on when they're all just like trying to. Like, <laughs> yeah. It would have been great. It just yeah. And I, it's a really difficult subject to touch upon, but I do find it weird as well that like with, with Clemens, the whole kind of, the whole kind of race angle that they went with where it's like, when is this movie set? What year? Like the late 1800s. Yeah. I'm like, I find it difficult that like, if they're going to play that, if they're going to make it like realistic, they need to play it harder. Don't Mm. you think? Yeah. Like, you know, someone to have that level of education. He's like, oh yeah, my dad's my dad's a deckhand was on deckhand on the ship, but I was trained to be a doctor at Cambridge. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not buying that for that time. And and like for for what we know, how how horrific the the world was then with this sort of thing. And then just to have like, and I'm like, oh, okay, well if you want to make a movie where we just don't touch upon that, I get it, and that's fine. But but then when you do touch upon it, and these the crew members kind of say the odd little comment that's a bit like, you know, not great. And then he touches upon how he couldn't get work and stuff because of it. And I'm like, I just didn't, I just didn't believe any of it. But like I say, I think you either just don't reference it and just be like, cool, that's, you know, we're not touching this or you've got to make it feel more, more realistic as to what it would have been like back then. And just kind of doing this, it just felt like they felt like they had to put some stuff in. And so they did. And it just felt very, yeah, very, very tame for what it would have been at that point. Yeah, they just used it as a very small element of his backstory, which mm. I think I agree with you. It's yeah, you in the 1800s, make... that wouldn't have been the case. Yeah, like you either sell that as an actual, you know, realistic um, thing that happened and make it all about that, or you just don't reference it. It's weird to kind of be like, ah, we know that this is a, in a time period where this would have been difficult for someone like this. So mm. we'll reference it very slightly. But I agree with you. It's It still seems like... 
it, it left me asking more questions where I was like, okay, but how does this happen? And how does this happen? Rather than you could have just not touched upon it, like you say. And it's yeah. also, I don't think this is like what we both said, like it, this isn't what this film's going for at all. Like right. it, it really is just like, uh, it feels like they put it in there cause they knew people would ask that question. And that's like one of the worst ways to write a character yeah. is if the only reason why you're putting in the film is to stop certain questions, because all you're doing is now raising other questions like that classic example. So it, it just it becomes is... muddled. Like the whole, like I say, his whole backstory of his dad being his deckhand and, mm. you know, him like, you know, being trained and then his whole thing where he's like, and then just away from that, when, his whole thing where he's like, I just want to understand the world. Mm. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and there was that, there was that really funny, you know, it, it made me laugh and it shouldn't have where they're all sat around the table and they're like, Oh, um, you know, we're getting a big payday from this. If we, if we get to dock early, what are you going to do with all this money? And like, one of them's like, Oh, I'm going to get a haircut and a nice suit. One of them's like, I'm going to go for a brothel, go to the brothel. And then he's just like, Oh, I just, I just want to understand the world, you know, like, <laughs> you know, uh, you know the world's just such a confusing place and wouldn't it be great to understand it i mean that's what all men want right and everyone <laughs> around the table just looks at him like fuck are you talking about and then one of them just goes well i'll have your share then and yeah it, just, it proper made me laugh because i was like what is he talking about like it's really weird now because now the more i think about it he feels like a time traveler yeah. He, yeah. he actually doesn't feel like he's in this time period at all. Like he's right because he's, when he talks as well. He, he feels so modern. Like he and he mm. looks and sounds straight out of twenty twenty three. And yeah, but he's yeah. into this world, and it's almost like he's pretending. Like oh, how would someone of this time period act? He's like oh yeah, I'm really well educated, but like I, I can't get a job because you know it's bad for me. And like it is weird. Like there's some. I feel like there's an entire element to this character that they just forgot to put in the film. Because there's so many yeah. things they could have done as like a twist on a twist where, you know, he could have been the classic vampire killer or he could have been friendly. He could have been the familiar of the story. And it could have, it could have been a twist of that of like, no, there's a reason why I'm out to explore the world is because I, you know, I want to become immortal like Dracula. And then I can spend my entire life exploring every, you know, world and every timeline ever. Like that would have been an interesting twist on it as well. And instead it just became I'm generic protagonist and I'm going to save the girl to save the day. Like, yeah. And like the, this whole connection that he had, like with, with her where they were just trying to, it wasn't like romantic, but it was mm. just like this whole, like, I must save you. She was such a, well, that part, was, in distress, part really you know, annoyed me because it was like, Oh, they really watched midnight mass, didn't they? And they're just trying, yeah. <laughs> they're trying to do this oh. cringy version. It's so funny that you'd already mentioned midnight yeah. mass. Cause I, that's what I was thinking about a couple of times watching this film and how mm. I was like, man they did such a good job of like like what we keep saying finding you know you've got this rule set of this creature and it's so exciting and, and that's why I, i'll never get sick of vampire stuff because there's literally an unlimited amount of ways you can take a vampire story and yeah. midnight mass is just another example of like the way you know use the creature's weaknesses against it for christ's sake like i say they never really think in this film when we were talking about the finale and like yeah. all of the ways they could have went well should we destroy the boat should we do this do we do fire and do we trap it and it's like they never really have these conversations well no, you think so literally if they'd have burnt the boat down when they were like a week away from any island yeah the sun's coming up he's fucked yeah then so then they have to make a decision do we all die or do we you know or what and that, and that would have been a great yeah juxtaposition but they kind of just didn't want to reference oh, that, been, that. that would have been so good because like think yeah. about it you've then got you'd have other crew members so let's say like david's character he could be selfish and be like oh, i'm not going to kill myself and then you've yeah. obviously got a child involved as well so they could be like well look we can't do this because there's a child involved. it's like yeah. god there's so much there that that could really be like that mm. should be the crux of this film is like at night they're scared because this monster is going to pick them off one by one mm. but during the day when they know they're safe they're having these actual proper conversations about like okay how do we actually deal with this problem um yeah and and that's why I found myself doing throughout this movie because I was thinking about the thing mm. quite a bit. Yeah, as well. Yeah, because I was thinking, yeah. like, man, a version of the thing where so during the day you could potentially have Dracula undercover as one of these crew members as well. Like, I know that'd be a lot yeah, harder to pull off because of certain like, rules in the in the in the TV show, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's awesome to be like, okay, one of us is the creature, but we don't know who. Yeah, like that would be sick as well. Yeah, there. Yeah, and I just I had this whole like ten fifteen minutes where I was just thinking about the thing, and I was like, 
man yeah it would be great if it was this kind of you know them on this boat because you know that was the whole thing with the thing where they're like oh yeah we we want to get rescued but also we we can't rescue an infected so do we just all fucking die or can we be certain that we're rescued and not bringing this back to civilization yeah and that's the same with this where like you know they could be like right we need to just burn the ship to the ground and they're like no let's figure out let's kill it and then like they think they've killed it and they're like oh, okay well let's crack on go but go to england now we think it's dead and like it's not and yeah it just there were just so many things like that and and I think as well, like ultimately at the end of it, when when we get to like the final scenes and it just felt like they were crowbarring so much in to create a sequel or to create this world or mm. or maybe just to like, you know, paint the picture towards the rest of the novel that they're they're inspired by. But I'm like, all of it just triggered me. Yeah. Where I was like, I just wanted all of these fuckers to die on the boat. We know Dracula's not gonna die. And if anyone survives, cool, but they can just go live their life. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't need there to be this, like, it felt like a cliffhanger at the end. Yeah. Of yeah. I know. It's like, so obviously a cliffhanger that, we're, yeah, we're never going to see. And I don't want to see it either. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to see. So I just was all round frustrated by the last five minutes of this movie. I was as well. Yeah. Yeah. I it's... mean, I'm, I think I'm pretty much done talking about it. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more well. angry as we've finished, as we've carried it's... on talking about the, it. The final thing I wanted to say was that this director um, is someone that we've, this is his third movie that we've now covered, um, Andre Alvredal. And yeah, the first one of those three being Autopsy of Jane Doe in our first year oh, in 2016. Yeah, that we absolutely loved in our top 10. Um, and then he followed that up with Scary uh, Stories to Tell in the Dark in 2019, which was good as well. Mm. not great but it was good and i and definitely had potential for a sequel um and then i think he did another movie that's not a horror film and now he's done this so it's like to me anyway this is a massive step down from those two um yeah. obviously in particular jane doe i think it's crazy to think that oh, the same jane person Doe's did this fantastic. yeah because that is like a you know a micro budget film where they and it's scary as hell and there's like i say there's nothing about this film that's scary um whereas this is a big budget film that is it's oozing with money, but it feels like a lot of it is just wasted in places mm. that they really didn't need to spend it. And it, and it really is a bloated film as well. To spend that much money and to come up with a, a two-hour film that could have easily been 70 minutes, and it's it's frustrating. I Yeah, for recommendations, I, I can't recommend this. Like I say, it's... Um, it's unfortunately I'd put this in with about probably a dozen films I've seen this yeah. year now that are like it's okay, it's totally fine, but it's it's it doesn't ever really get to good, and it's certainly never like atrocious. But it just when you see a middle of the road film by the end of a two hours, there's reason to be pissed off. And now when you then have to spend another nearly hour talking about it, you're gonna end up <laughs> focusing on a lot of the negatives, which we've done, and I think that's fair enough. But like that's just the the that's the aim of the game is like you you need to come out of these films feeling excited to talk about them like think about how many films that's happened with um you know stuff like talk to me that's like it's great when you're watching it but i was equally excited to hear your thoughts on it and go over our favorite moments and just relive it um because it adds to the experience so then the runtime doesn't become an issue whereas this is like god for this to be two hours is is painful there, there, there's there's a there's, there really needs to be a stopping point i i know we talk a lot about runtime but this is getting to be ridiculous now that like a films like this just coming out it, it, it i think my main point of contention is that it's the norm this doesn't bat an eyelid being two hours people are like yep yeah, that makes sense and i'm like no that we need to stop like we need to normalize 80 minute horror mm. films again like those were the good old days of 80 minute horror films and that is we are so far where is that extra 40 minutes gone and and how many yeah. movies actually earn that extra 40 minutes they really fucking don't so yeah that that really frustrates me yeah i mean uh that was a long recommendation on that recommendation. <laughs> yeah the answer is no <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it was like, oh, this is recommendations right yeah I, I wouldn't recommend this either like i said i think in the end i i um want to see dracula movies and vampire movies so at least i got something out of it because of that but this yeah this really does overstay its welcome it it wastes its budget um it really does with the cg like the boat stuff does look amazing like the highlight is the the boat and, and mm. that side of it and the voyage and and the the and and the problem is is that the the low points of this is is the vampire and, and the dracula stuff and all of that stuff yeah um 
And so, yeah, I, I don't recommend this either. And it is a shame. And it, and it really does feel like a missed opportunity because, yeah, this isn't a part of trash. It's certainly not a part of trash. But this just, it is just a very middle of the road movie. You know, this, you know, if we had a, if we had a, you know, 10, 20 point scoring system that we give, this would just be down the middle. Mm. You know, this would be a five out of 10. Um, and, and that's sometimes the worst <laughs> to have to watch, like you say, because it's just, it's frustrating then because more often than not, if you see a movie that's five out of 10, it has the potential to be much more. And I think this does, you know, it is. Yeah, it is just frustrating. And we've seen so many films that I would give that score to this year in particular. Yeah, I think that's what's so frustrating. Yeah, it's just the year of meh, like, and that's that's mm. that's the worst part. And also having had a little mini break um, mm. and coming back after you know two weeks away, like, felt so excited and be like, yeah. man, you know, Bo is Afraid was the last film we saw, which feels like it was a lifetime ago now. And to come back and be like, okay, we've got, we got certain films we, we could have picked. You know, there's at least probably four or five. And this was easily the one that we were both the most excited I was, for. I was buzzed that this was, this was an option. And also, like, yeah, coming off the back of Bo is Afraid for a movie to feel long. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't think a movie would feel long for a long time after watching that movie. And then suddenly we were straight into this one. I'm like, nah, this was still long. I know, straight yeah. into the unnecessary two hours, um, yeah. which, yeah. yeah. It's frustrating, for sure. But, yeah, that was our discussion of The Last Voyage of the Demeter. I will take a quick break, and we will be right back. So yeah, that's uh, pretty much it for another week. Um, I, I did want to just briefly mention because it's so random and it's so horror focused as well. Because we don't really talk about games that much, but like my favorite game currently, and the game that I'm just completely addicted to, um, is based upon one of the most favorite or the most beloved horror films of all time. Um, yeah which is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, I love this game so much. I've nearly got 50 hours in it already. And it's, I, I think it's outstanding. Like it's, if people don't know about this game, um, yeah, it's a multiplayer game. So you have kind of two sides. You can either play a victim or one of the killers of the family. Um, so it's four mm. victims versus three killers. And it's, it's so well balanced on both sides. I think is that's the craziest thing about it is that typically these types of games like Dead by Daylight being the, clearly the king of this genre has been the only one that survived more than a year or to i think it's coming up to like seven years now um but that's 4v1 um and a lot of these other ones have floated around like i can't remember what that predator game was um um so I completely forgot no, that I was can't. even a thing yeah there's been so many of them and yeah this one just really feels like it's got the balance and right which is which is really nice yeah, like I say, there's been there's been a lot of these that have tried to do this, whereas where you know, Evil Dead, Predator, Friday the Thirteenth stuck around for a little bit, whereas this one I think is outstanding, and I really hope it has legs because the actual core gameplay on both sides is so much fun. Like I say, I'm having a blast with it. I just I just want them to keep expanding. There's a few bugs they need to sort out, like uh, you know, in a, lot, a lot of online games, um, and they need to just continue to add to it because I think the the potential is there, and it's. The authenticity to the original movie, I think, is outstanding. Like, the way the characters look and sound. I mean, they've got the original, um, like, the original voiceover guy from The Hitchhiker, and I think that's one of the the best things in the game because it just looks and sounds exactly how he looks and sounds in that original film. But, like, even in the house, just being in every room and seeing all the bone piles and... It's really awesome. Like as someone who game just really wanted me to watch the first movie again. Yeah, I'm currently rewatching it, um, and it's it's wild to see where you're like, oh my god, like this exact window frame is in the exact spot, and it's like it really didn't need to be that one no. for one. Um, because ultimately they should have just made a fun game, which is exactly what they've done as well. So yeah, if you if you're into games, you know it's a it's a difficult ask because you'd have to be into like multiplayer games and stuff. But yeah, I'd, I recommend people check it out because I'm having this wasn't on my radar at all. Like I knew it was a thing that was coming out and I'd seen footage of it prior to it coming out. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's another one of these games that I won't like because um, mm. there's, there's a killer clowns from out of space game coming. That's a similar vibe that looks hilarious. I think it's like 
6v5 or something wild yeah. or maybe 7v5 um but even here and this is like a 4v3 i'm like how is that going to work and feel balanced like either one side's going to be overpowered or one side's going to feel shit but it's like no it's both is awesome i've been equally playing both and having a great time um so yeah it's, it's awesome to see this weird and i also hope it continues into next year because obviously it's the 50th anniversary of the original film next year mm. so yeah i really I'm hope really keeps the legs yeah like hopefully they can do a big thing for the 50th anniversary and they've already got like most of the stuff from the first um film but obviously the potential to add like chop top and if you get to like the franklin. remake and stuff yeah like yeah franklin in some in some capacity would be amazing um i just want to see bill mosley in the game more than anything um i want to see bill mosley but i i really just think franklin is like a huge <laughs> opportunity for these games to try mm. to do something a bit different and especially with what his character was i mean it's it's difficult to do like these days to not make it feel very un PC, but I just, yeah. and I think that's why they've stayed away from it. Yeah, um, reaching the film, it's crazy how like it starts and he's just pissing in this can and he like yeah. gets rolls down the hill and like it is, like say, there's a lot of things where I bet they looked at it and went, nah, we're not even going to touch that. Yeah, with like, nah, we're not. In 2023, <laughs> we're not touching that. No, thanks. Nah. But, but I would. I would I would like to see them trying to do it in a way that, that you know didn't you know felt felt like it was true to the original but yeah maybe not quite as cringe but yeah it is it is a it is a really good game. Yeah, you've been playing it as well, haven't you? And enjoying it? Yeah, I've been playing it a bit. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. Like it's definitely one where I've kind of yeah touch base with it and want to give it more time. It's one that it just feels like it's it's deep enough that people can go insane and put fifty hours into it like super quick uh, and way more hours as well. Or and it does also feel like a game that you can just casually play and have a good time with. Yeah. Like like I didn't need to know all the shit I needed to do. I could just run around as killers and have a good time and mm. run around and try not to get killed and have a good time. Um so yeah, I think they've done a good job with it for sure. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's really one of those games that I just didn't think would be one of my favorites of the year. Mm, this, this random awesome. multiplayer game based upon the original movie. And it really has reminded me how much I love that film because oh, it's, it's one, one of the that is yeah, well, I mean, we always say, like, when we've kind of ever been asked and stuff and talked about, like, the greatest of all time, we always mention that as one of, let's say, six to eight films that is mm. in contention. But it's because of the franchise that I became so, like, fallen out of it, really, over time. Yeah. Um, and it's similar what, with what I've said of Nightmare on Elm Street, really, where I'm like, if the other ones didn't exist, I think people would view it differently. And it's it's nice to be reminded of, like, no, just ignore all that other shit. It's fine if you want to enjoy parts of it, and I certainly do as well, but if you just view that original movie for what it is it's still one of the most authentic films let alone horror films ever made like i just don't think you'll ever recapture magic no. like that ever again it's similar to like a blair witch for me where i look at both those films in a similar lens of like that's such a time and a place that movie had to have came out in 1974 like you just could is now. so unique mm. you know even even though it is just like oh yeah it's just some killers killing people it's like no mm. just so much about the family and the setting and the authenticity of you know the the way it was shot and the hell that they were put through, you know, you could only make that movie when, when movies were getting made back then with, with this micro budget and people just wanted to make a cool thing. And, you know, these actors were just like, Oh, I want to make, you know, they, they got paid nothing for that movie. Yeah. They, just wanted, they just wanted to make a movie and, and they did. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, I did just want to mention a couple of things, a really quick, uh, PSA that um, uh, Last Night in Soho is on UK Netflix right now. I saw, which is which is insane, and it's you know it's 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 a previous movie of the year for us, and and a, and a must watch for anyone. So the fact that that is just on UK Netflix, and I don't know whether it's I don't know what the you know the other rights are like, but this movie has been criminally underwatched criminally um you know underloved by the horror community as a whole and 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 it's and so yeah i want to continue to shout it out on this podcast and the fact that it's yeah there on a streaming service that most people have um it's probably the the, the number one movie you should watch on netflix yeah i mean i saw it on there over the weekend mm. and it was it was um you never know how much to believe the, the way they put it but it was yeah. the number four film it said on there that yeah, was like currently right. being watched and, and i kind of laughed to myself where i was like oh my god are people finally seeing this film no mm, like, yeah like, like i say is even if it gets one pair of eyeballs that falls in love with this movie even even half as much as we have over the years then um i'm happy but yeah i completely echo what you've said and in terms of just netflix i mean it's 
like you say, if we ever did a this is our best films that we've ever done for the podcast, that's easily in the running. Like, no question about it. Yeah, exactly. And if we looked at, like, the best horror movies that are on Netflix right now, that's, mm. it's, it's, it's got to be up there as well. So that's why it's... it's... Movie, best movies, full stop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I was excited to see that. And, uh, yeah, also, I've started watching a, a little TV show that you might not uh, guess. Mm. Um, uh, also on Netflix... Mm-hmm. um I've, i decided it was time like i've just been watching a lot of stuff with him in and then i just was like i've got to watch this sh- show again i need to give it another go and actually finish it off um so i'm currently right towards the end of season one of hannibal oh right nice uh yeah the show is so weird like it's such a weird cool show and also a show that i can easily see why it just got cancelled <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's everything about it makes perfect sense because it's so weird and like there are episodes that i love uh, and there are episodes that have just completely i've been a passenger for and yet i've only watched like nine episodes <laughs> right <laughs> you know and, and I, don't, I don't think it should have like highs and lows like that straight away where there's just been like complete throwaway where i'm like this was just pointless and then there's been really great moments um and so yeah i you know and it has this very very distinct style it's very talky very very talky and um you know but but yeah i love i love me some mads and i just i just decided it was time to 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 give it a rewatch and i'm i'm really excited to get post season one because season one i do remember quite well and and I did, I did watch all of season two, but I remember liking season two more. And then just for some reason, like everyone else in the world, just didn't didn't pick up season three. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. I want to. You know, I'm excited to give it another go. Do you Do you think I'd like Hannibal? Um. Yeah, I do. Just because I I, I thought for a second, and I remember how much you like Mans, and I'm like, yeah, you will, because it's a lot of him. Okay, yeah, I mean, I love him so much, and I barely yeah. get to see him in anything. So exactly, so that's why I think you'll you'll really like it because this this is uh, so perfectly suited to him. Yeah, um, the thing about it is, is that Will Graham annoyingly takes up too much time, mm. and and I think that will frustrate you because he is annoying as a character. Let alone the fact that you just want him to see Mads the whole time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoy it, but it became, I don't know. I think what it become like very quickly is it became just the same, um, uh, sequence. Each episode was just the same formula where it was like this, this killer of the week. Will's trying to catch him. Hannibal's kind of helping. They're having little one-to-ones and then they conveniently get it all together and catch him at the end of the episode and move on to the next one. And it was just like, it was weird that it became that in season one already. Mm. Um, and so, yeah. And, and, and I do remember that they do, you know, cause I'm towards the end of season one now and I'm like, Oh, there's a lot of stuff that I remember that's more, you know, canon storyline, will Hannibal stuff that clearly they just build upon in season two. And season one was just him hunting killers and Hannibal helping. Um, yeah. But yeah, it it definitely has some good moments, and I'm yeah I'm excited to get into more. Yeah, I've always been like interested in it, but there's definitely been a reason why I haven't ever watched it. And I think that there's, I mean, right now there's easily a dozen shows that I want to watch over it. So I don't think I'll ever get to it. But it's definitely that the Mads factor is the one. Yeah. I think the the easily the thing that put me off the most was obviously the show got cancelled, mm. um, and I'm and I'm pretty sure it didn't get cancelled in a satisfying place. It did not. Um, yeah, so like, well. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll never watch this. Like, like that's my, that's my reason for not watching a lot of shows for fear of it happening. Let alone the fact that oh no, it did happen. That's the world we live in currently, um, and that's already happened to so many shows that I love. So um, yeah. I just couldn't like a character like Hannibal that I love so much, and the fact that uh, Mads was playing him was like, mm. you know, it is wild that we got something that perfect. Yeah, I think I'll have to just watch one at the very least at some mm. point just to say like I've seen it, but then I'm worried that I'll get hooked. Because <laughs> mm. if I watch Mads in anything, I know I'll just want to watch it all. Um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what's happened with me. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, he is amazing. Um, but yeah, that is it for another week. Um, I've got a few things on the backlog. I mean, there is a certain movie that's out in the cinema this week, but nope. yeah. Nope. 
that's how I feel. I I can't think of anything less that I'd want to see than go watch the Nun two right now. Um, just got to be honest. So um, let's not put ourselves through that. Um, but there is plenty. Yeah, of stuff look, no, when when we have a break that long as well, like there's always a chance mm. that we don't ever come back. And then <laughs> and you know if we if we then subject ourselves to the to the Nun that quickly, that 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 might be game over right there. <laughs> Yeah, we need to, like there's there's that movie Cobweb on on demand as well, but yeah. even something like that, which could be good. I'm also not in the mood for that. I think there's the Blackening, which I'm definitely more in the mood for because I think just like something dumb and light would be mm. good. Um, but we also haven't done Craven for a very long time. Um, I know I'm sitting there thinking Craven. Yeah, we've got the last film to watch, um, so it might be time because I'm really excited to check that one out. Um, so I think either of those I'd be okay with, um, unless anything else randomly pops up. But yeah, there's stuff out there in the ether. And let's say we're only what a couple more weeks to fill, and then and then Saw is upon us. So um, mm. very very exciting. And then all that crazy stuff in October on Shudder. God, I'm I haven't stopped thinking about that since we talked about the news. I'm like, oh man, I'm so excited for Creepshow and VHS, and then getting because those will be great. Especially I'm glad that like Creepshow will be you know we'll get to watch it all in one go. But then Chucky's just going to be this gift that hopefully we'll get to see over throughout the whole month. Um, yeah just awesome can't wait for all that stuff uh but yeah that was episode 361 uh, thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone could i start now?